Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. In this program, I would like to take some time to talk about the subject of eternal punishment, or what is also known as going to hell. This program is a continuation from the programs that I produced on rewards in heaven, And so if you've not listened to those, I would like to encourage you to listen to those first. Before listening to this program, you can find them in the radio archive at livinggodministries.net. But if you haven't heard them yet and you want to listen to this now, that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and review the important points that are relevant to this subject. The first point that I would like to talk about that I expressed in the programs on rewards in heaven is the issue related to continuance or closure. And what I meant by that was that most people are looking for a continuance of this life. When they go into the presence of God and they enter into the kingdom of heaven, they would like to receive rewards for what they did in this life that would continue or that would enable the remembrance of what they accomplished or what they did for God when they were living here. As an example, a person might look for a position, a special position in the kingdom of heaven, a special set of responsibilities because of who they were as a Christian during this phase in their lifetime. And so that when people would see them in eternity in the kingdom of heaven and see them in the position that they are in, they will remember that they were put in that position because of their greatness when they were living here in the flesh. That's an example of the subject of continuance, the idea of remembering those good things that you did, as opposed to remembering the evil that we engaged in. So there's this issue of continuance or closure. That's the other issue that relates to this. And I personally believe that the Lord is going to be looking for closure, that the rewards in heaven will be more related to the idea of we are going to bring an end to your previous life, and this is going to be a milestone in the sense that it's going to be a pivotal moment where we are now going to recognize all those things that have happened in the past, but we are now going to enter into a new way of life, enter into the kingdom of heaven in the sense that we are going to have closure from what happened, and we are going to have a new beginning with what is going to happen now. Another key point that I want you to be aware of as I begin to talk about this subject of eternal punishment is with regards to debt collection, that in the rewards programs, I spoke about this from the point of view that there are many people who expect to go into the presence of God in order to receive those things that God owes them. There are people who have this kind of an attitude towards God that the rewards that they are going to receive are going to be compensation for what they did here on earth during this lifetime. 
that either the Lord failed to provide them compensation for, that they did great things and the Lord did not bless them, that's okay. When they go to heaven, then they will be compensated there. This is a form of debt collection, that they are approaching the Lord from the point of view of he owes them. Or there were just simply some things that they did that were so great that he is not able to bless them adequately here. And so when they do enter into the presence of God, then he will pay them at that point. It will be payback for what they did for God. Those were some of the key points that relate to this. Because when people think about the Lord making a decision to send a person to hell, sometimes they think about that from the point of view of payback. Because this person engaged in so much evil, when they go before God, oh, the Lord is really going to pay them back then. He's going to make sure that they are effectively punished because of all the evil things that they did. In fact, there are some people who have the belief that when a person goes before the Lord and they are not going to be allowed to have entrance into his kingdom because they rejected Jesus, then if they committed exceptional evil, then they're going to be punished exceptionally. That there are graduated levels of punishment in hell, perhaps, because if a person commits terrible evil in comparison with someone else, and they are both going to end up in hell, well, the person who did a lot more evil than the other one should perhaps have a little bit more punishment than the others. And so this idea of debt collection does go the other way. Debt collection in the sense that people are expecting to collect from God the rewards that he owes them. But also, if they are going to go to hell, then it will be debt collection from God's perspective where he will collect what they owe him, and that this will be the compensation or the adequate opportunity for God to engage in punishment. It could also be thought of in the context of vengeance, where God is going to finally, finally execute his vengeance on people that he's been saving this up for a long time. And so now he's really going to set them on fire, to use the illustration. But I personally don't see this experience that way. I don't think, from what I understand about the decision that God is going to make, that he is looking at this from the perspective of, you really owe me for all the evil, and I'm going to make sure you pay now. I don't really believe that that is going to be his attitude. While it may simply look like that just because of his decisions, and some people may interpret it that way, I would not want to argue with someone about this, I personally don't think that it's that important to talk about from an argumentative point of view for someone to believe what I believe concerning this. And also, I don't think that a person needs to be preoccupied with making sure that I believe what they believe about this, because regardless of what you or I believe, it's important to remember that it is going to happen, and however it is going to happen, God is going to make sure that it happens exactly the way he wants it to. But from my point of view, I personally do not think that the Lord is going to be looking at this from the perspective of, now you're finally here, and I am really going to give it to you now. I'm really going to give you the punishment now because of all the evil you committed. This is the time for me to execute proper payback. I really don't think that that's going to be his attitude concerning this. With regards to continuance and closure, though, I do believe that there is a very strong correlation here because 
what will happen is, is that he's going to send a person to hell. And if there is no graduated punishment, there's just simply that's where you're going to go, just like everybody else is going to go. Then there's no real point of closure to a person's sin. In other words, the Lord is not going to give a person a chance to have a final moment where the Lord goes through all the sins that they committed and says, because of this, we are going to have closure because I'm going to execute this kind of punishment for each one of those. I I personally don't think that that's going to be the case. Similar with the rewards in heaven. Maybe he'll refer to a few things, but I honestly don't think that the Lord needs to go through every moment of everybody's life in order to acknowledge everything. So also, when it comes to the subject of punishment, I don't think that the Lord needs to spend a lot of time talking about everybody's sin in order to get to the point of closure. In fact, for the Lord not to do these things in some ways, could be worse because a person is going to go to hell. They're going to enter into this place where they have to go because we are eternal beings and we have to go somewhere. If you're not going to be in the kingdom of heaven, the only place the Lord can put you is this place that he created for the devil and his angels. And so if there is going to be this placement, there's no need for him to address the issues. Not too much. Certainly not to the satisfaction of the person who's going to go there. If he does not address every specific sin and explain the punishment for every single one that he is now presenting, he's not going to allow the person to experience closure. So when they go into the lake of fire, when they go into hell, they are going to experience a form of continuance a form of continuance of this life here on earth, whereas the people who are rewarded in heaven, I don't think that they are going to experience a continuance of the former life. Instead, they are going to experience an end, a closure to the former life, and they are going to begin a new life. But those who enter into the pit of hell, they are not going to necessarily enter in to a new life. I mean, it certainly is going to be different. I understand that. But what I mean by continuance in this case is that they are not going to have closure with God. They are not going to have closure with God. They're going to have issues that are effectively unresolved. Experiencing hell, being in that place, is going to be a place of non-resolution. The lake of fire is a place of non-resolution. Non-resolution in the sense that there's not going to be an end of the previous life of evil such that a person can begin a new life of peace and joy like the people who will be able to experience this as they enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so the reward of eternal punishment, as opposed to the reward of peace in the kingdom of heaven, I believe can be explained in the context of continuance or closure. Those who enter into the kingdom of heaven will experience closure and the beginning of a new life. Those who enter into hell will experience continuance and not really have closure from the previous life. In addition to that, I'd like to talk about this from the perspective of forgiveness, which will also exaggerate this point. You see, 
When it comes to the subject of forgiveness, a key issue with regards to forgiveness is that the Lord will remember our sins no more. That's part of the gospel. Then in the gospel, the Lord has declared to us that he will no longer remember our sins. There are some passages in the scriptures that relate to this. For example, in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 39, he was speaking about the religious people during that time in Israel. And in verse 39, he speaks about this where he says, Therefore, behold, I, even I, will utterly forget you and forsake you and the city that I gave and your fathers and will cast you out of my presence as an example of forgetting these things, that he will forget the people because of their sins. A verse that I personally like a lot is Jeremiah chapter 31, where he speaks about the new covenant. And in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 34, he says, No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. The idea of remembering sin is a big deal. And so when the Lord saves us, he saves us through forgiveness and the restoration of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the issue of sin, he's not going to remember our sins anymore. Today, in this world and in this life, we get to enjoy that. We get to enjoy the fact that he does not hold our sins against us anymore. And in the kingdom of heaven, he's not going to remember those sins either. But for those who go to hell, for those who have to go to that place because they have no place in the kingdom of heaven assigned or allotted for them, then there will be a form of remembrance, but God is not going to be occupied with remembering the sins. The people who are in hell are going to be occupied with remembering their sins they're going to be exposed to a new form of reality for them. When they lived their life here on earth, they lived in denial of reality, denial of the reality of God, of his creation, of his gospel, of his truth. But when they enter into the pit of fire, when they enter into hell, the lake of fire, for eternal punishment there, then they are going to be faced with reality, especially when they stop off at the throne of God and the Lord has a moment with them and explains to them they lived in denial of reality, but now they're going to be forced into it. When they go into hell, they are going to remember that. They're going to remember that now they are faced with reality. They cannot live in their own delusion. They cannot live in their own perspectives or their own view or their own opinions about what life is really about. Now they're going to be confronted with the real deal. And they are the ones who are going to remember their sins. But God is not. He is not going to be the one remembering their sins. There's no need for him to do that. In fact, as I read in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 39, where he says in certain contexts that he is certainly willing to forget people, he's not going to remember them either. There would be no reason for him to remember them. He's just simply going to forget them. But they are certainly not going to forget him. That is a way of understanding what hell is like. You know, the Lord Jesus had a lot more to say about hell than he did about heaven. A whole lot more. And so when people ask me questions about heaven, it's easy for me to say, 
You know, the Lord just did not give us a lot of information to go on when it came to the subject of heaven. But when people ask me about the subject of hell, yeah, I think that there's a lot more that we can understand and a lot more that we can go on when it comes to that topic. And this issue of remembrance and continuance, I really believe is a big one. For them, there will be no resolution. Experiencing eternal punishment is not a resolution. It is a continuation of what they experienced. And they are going to now remember the living God, but the living God is going to forget them. He is not going to be preoccupied with thoughts of these people throughout all eternity. There would be no reason for that whatsoever. And when a person is there, they are going to feel a lot different. They're going to experience something that they certainly never thought they would and never really did experience before. One of the things that they're going to start to realize is just how alone they are, that they are not in the presence of God. They are not in the presence of good people. And they probably won't have an opportunity to relate to each other either because of all the suffering that's going to be going on there. They're going to feel alone for eternity. If you end up there, if you are listening to me and you are not a believer, and there are a number of people who do listen to me who are not believers, I'm able to calculate reasonable statistics concerning that. And I want to tell you that if this is the direction that you have decided you are going to go, you have no idea how alone you are going to be. You are going to be so alone that not even God is going to remember you. You are going to be there in hell remembering that nobody is thinking of you at all and nobody ever will. I think that that is a very serious matter and something that you need to be thinking about. You know, sometimes here on earth people start thinking about how they live their lives and how offensive that they might be to God. In fact, some people find that to be exciting or they find that to be pleasurable, that they have this ability or they have this capacity to engage in sin. And by doing so, they put things in the mind of God. They almost put it in his face and say, look what I am doing. I do this out of rebellion to you. And certainly there is nothing that you are going to do about it. You don't do things about it. I can do all the sin all the evil that I want to, and you're not going to do anything about it, especially if you're a God who forgave sins or if you're a loving God. And they do these kinds of things almost to the extent where they are doing so just in order to flaunt their evil. And they expect God to be faced with it, and they expect his mind to be flooded with all of this sin, and he's going to have to remember it. You know, for those who experience forgiveness, he doesn't remember their sins anymore. But for those who don't, who don't experience forgiveness, those who won't receive it, oh, well, God is going to have to keep track of those things, supposedly, right? And so there can be a sense of power. There can be a sense of influence that a person of evil can Assume that they have before God, that they commit all these sins and they're in the mind of God and he has to deal with them and there's nothing he can do about it because they are not going to repent. Well, you know, when the day comes when your life here on earth is over and you go to hell, 
He is not going to remember these sins any more than if he's remembering them now. That is not what he's going to keep track of. Now, I personally do have the opinion that God is not going to send a person to hell because of their sins. It's my opinion that he's going to send them into hell because of the effect or the consequences of sin, but not because of sin itself. It's my opinion that God will send a person to hell because they are dead, because they are not alive. They have not been resurrected by the living God in accordance with the gospel. They have not received the forgiveness of sins. They do not have the indwelling presence of the living God, the life of God, the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. And so when they see him, when they go before his throne, I don't think the question is going to be, how much sin did you commit? What were the sins? Let's talk about the sins. You know, all the sins. We have to deal with the sins. I don't think that's going to be the issue. I personally think that the evaluation will be quite short. It will be a simple evaluation of, are you alive or are you dead? And if you are dead, you do not have a place among the living. In fact, what we do with dead things is we burn them. We just set them on fire that it will probably look something like that. But I'm sure that if anyone would like to have an extended conversation with God, that he can certainly accommodate that, and they can have a conversation about the sins that were committed or engaged in. I don't think that the Lord will avoid those kinds of things, but when people have this perspective, or they have this opinion, that he is going to be consumed with this issue of sin, I just don't think that that is going to be the case. I really don't think that that is going to be a form of reality. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 30, for example, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 30, the Lord speaks about this, where he's talking with the people about what it will be like. And in verse 30, it says, And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, he says, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Again, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 30, he speaks about sending a person into the outer darkness. This is a description of the Lord removing someone from the light, removing someone from himself, This person is going to be into outer darkness. This doesn't sound to me like the Lord is going to be remembering them or remembering their sins anymore. They will certainly remember these things while they are out there in the outer darkness. But the Lord doesn't need to be a part of that at all. Again, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, he said, Depart from me, you cursed. When he declares that someone is to depart from him, That means they're no longer going to be there. Do you really think that the Lord is going to be remembering this person? I don't think so. I think that once he declares you are to depart from him, you're done. There is nothing more to think about. There's nothing more to do. You and your sins will be remembered no more at that point. But the fact is, is that you will be remembered no more. Consider Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23, where he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, 
I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I never knew you. For the Lord Jesus to say, I don't know who you are. Now, I do believe from a certain abstraction, he would know who they are. But knowing them in the context of a person being saved, a child of God, being born again by the restoration of the Holy Spirit and having a place in the kingdom of heaven? No, he doesn't know them in that way. And so he says, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In other words, if you want to be evaluated as to whether or not you have a place with me, then we can look at your lawlessness and we can use that as the criteria to show you have no place here. But the point is, is that he will remember them no more and he will not remember their sins anymore. This is a very profound description of what it means to go to hell, what it means to live in eternal punishment in the sense that there will be no resolution for your sin. To be in hell means that you will not be able to experience closure. God will experience closure. Yes, he will. He will experience closure on these issues. But you will never be able to experience closure on these matters because you will always be there in the place for people who rejected God. You have been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net thank you